Hello and welcome to The Other Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Pizzelli, and joined by Ryan Norberg. Ryan, how are you doing down in California? Doing good. It's starting to get cold down here. And cold, I mean like 60 degrees, so. Uh, like sweater weather. Up here, yeah. it's been, been rainy and snowy, so it's been fun. Um, so, busy week. Uh, I had just got back from the military, so that's why this episode is a little bit delayed. But when I was away, it made me kind of think about a thing that most people don't think about within their daily lives, and that's the idea of leadership. Um, so, Ryan, I, I guess I'll just start right off with when you think of leadership, like, what do you think of? Like, define leadership for you. Uh, kind of not being selfish, I think it's a big thing. Um, goal-oriented, trying to get the tasks done. Uh, I think a big part of leadership is kind of um, sending down – I wouldn't say commands. I'm trying to think of the word and I have it on the tip of my tongue. Directives, orders. Yeah. Commands. Kind yeah. of, well, no, not just that sharing the workload with the, with your team. I think it's big to make them feel like they're contributing. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think that that's pretty much my definition of it. I think leadership is something that you get the best out of the people that are beneath you. Not necessarily like just like within the chain of, whether it's employer to employee or whether it's in my case officer to a private getting the best out of them to be able to fulfill their like the maximum when they do their job i think is key so the reason why i wanted to define it ryan is because we look in this nation we just had the election right when trump got elected in 2016 and then through the four years a lot of people made an argument and were saying that trump's a terrible leader right so the idea of the president is supposed to be the leader of the free world. And I was kind of thinking about it. And I don't want to tell you what I think, but do you think Trump, when he was president, was a good leader? Based off the definition you gave. Um, I'm going to sit on the fence on that one because I do think in terms of foreign policy, he did a good job. Now, I don't want to hear the argument that, oh, well, um, you know, the rest of the world thought it was a joke and this and that. But I will say Trump did his best to look out for the for the best interest of the United States. What I mean by that is he went out and attacked trade deals, tried to get peace deals done. He tried to settle disputes in the, in the uh, Middle East. He was very tough on terrorism in terms of ISIS. He went out and attacked areas that other presidents never did. And he may have bit off more than he could chew in certain aspects because he tried to kind of just throw everything at the wall and see what, what sticks. But I will say, I do believe that he truly felt that what he was doing was going to benefit the United States by itself. Now, you may make the argument that some of the things he did was selfish because it hurt other countries. But what you have to remember is he is not the president of other countries. He's the president of the United States of America. President of the world. And his job is to look out for the best interest of the United States, just like it's the job of... Uh, Germany's prime minister to look out for the best interest of that country. And I think he did that in terms of foreign policy. Now, I think he shot himself in the foot in other areas. Um, he may have some, he had some wording that probably he shouldn't have said, and he wasn't very presidential in terms of cleaning up his, his act. But at the end of the day, I think he, he led himself, I think he led the country well in terms of the world stage. So that's interesting the way you went about it. You looked at the results 
not necessarily the process leading to the results. So I guess my argument would be that, yes, foreign policy-wise, he did X, Y, Z to help better the country or hurt it in some cases. With the economy, it's the same thing, right? So all these main things that we care about, he did kind of did X, Y, Z to hurt or better. The reason why I don't know, I think part of the reason why people went away from Trump and didn't feel like he was leading the country was because what he did was so polarizing and that it's never been done before in that leadership aspect. He can never go into a room and build the best out of the people that were beneath him. People that would argue with him, for example, uh, was it General Mattis? People that would argue with him or counter his point, he would then fire or remove from his cabinet or kind of disregard in the media so then it looks like there's conflict. And I think it, uh, if he was really like the true leader and he actually, and I think this would have helped him immensely was he would have benefited from listening to his cabinet and to people more so and not being so, I have to be right. And if I'm not right, I'm going to fire you or I'm going to trash you in the media. I think at least he did a terrible job of leading by example. Um, and I think that would have helped him in the long run. And with the country itself, I think they would have seen that he was doing that and listening to the people that he helped put in his cabinet and that he put into certain uh, positions of power to help better the country. Would you disagree with that or would you kind of agree with that? I kind of agree with it, but I, I, here's my point to that. I think that, yes, I think, like I said earlier, he shot himself in the foot when it came to certain certain situations like with General Mattis and he had some other issues, but he also kind of put people in power that, that executed what he, his vision. And at the end of the day, you can look at it from both ways. A true leader would listen to his subordinates and act on them, but he also, a true leader doesn't let his subordinates get out of, out of line. So there's a difference, right? If General Mattis had a problem with what Trump was doing and Trump disagreed with him, and said, look, I know you feel this way, but I'm the president. We're going to go with this direction. That falls on Trump either way. Now, when General Mattis gets in a fight with Trump and then turns around and bashes him in front of the media, that's not okay. No, it's just as bad. It's just as bad. So what does he do? You get fired because that's what would happen in real life. You got a problem with your boss. You bring it up to your boss. He deals with it. You don't go above your boss's head unless it's a major situation and go, well, he's just not being fair because you're going to get fired. And exactly. I think the biggest thing people need to take from this is the president of the United States is not supposed to be a nice guy. He's not. I don't want a nice yeah. guy president. The reason why is because there are a lot of threats out there and there's a lot of issues going on in the world that nice people, they don't last. I don't want to hear this. Well, I know Biden didn't do much, but at least he's a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, I want my nice guy to be my friend, not the leader of the free world. Kayla brought up a good point. Like I kind of asked her this question and she brought up the point of like, he's making tough decisions every day and that it's not necessarily his job to make everyone happy. Um, which is something I totally agree with. And is something that's really relevant and is missed when talking about the president. And I think Biden doesn't bring that kind of leadership that we need as a country still. Um, but that kind of leads me to my next point and kind of like the overall idea behind this podcast or this episode at least is the president is not, really good leader we don't really look at him as the leader right we're supposed to but we really didn't and don't so then within the society ryan who who is leading society you hire you elect 
politicians, governors, senators, things like that. They're supposed to be our leaders. But like, name one governor that you deem as your leader. That you're, I'll, I will do whatever this person says. I put this person in charge because I believe 100% in what they're saying. Like who, well, who's out there? People who vote or one, one system, one issue voters shouldn't be voting because that's not the case because we're not supposed to live in an echo chamber and only understand our right. ideas and accept their ideas. But I do think that when it comes to politicians, their only job, their only single job is to lead is whatever to protect, state. Well, not just that is to protect the rights of the people that reside in the state. And I think Partially. a lot of leaders, a lot of governors don't do that anymore. For instance, here in California, Newsom. this is a very, no, it's a huge, <laughs> no, but this is a huge topic right now because people are like, you either agree with them, don't agree with them. But even people who voted for him are starting to get pissed off. So he's right. setting forth all these restrictions yeah. that are hurting small businesses and they're going to go out of business. And then he hides behind the fact that he goes, well, COVID-19, you know, is killing these people. So I'm, he thinks that he can protect the citizens by ruining their lives, which I don't think is leadership. I think you should have found a better, better system to do both. He's extending his reach beyond the leader of California. Yeah. And the thing is like, the reason why I don't think politicians Okay, so you said the point of their job is to protect the rights of the citizens that they're, they're governing or they're in charge of, right? I think partly too, though, is they have to be able to lead those people to not just protect the rights they have, but to protect, to gain, not, I don't want to say more rights, but to gain an advantage in whatever state they are, right? So like one would be like cutting income tax or cutting taxes to help benefit the population. Right. So that's helping well, benefit. That's helping the people beneath them. And they have to lead in that aspect that they want to help better the people and not just get in and protect the rights. And in Newsom's case, he's doing the opposite of that. He's taking away their rights and he's not leading by example either by going out and having going to restaurants with yeah, no so that, that with turns into, other people. That turns into fascism. Right. And yeah. to your previous point, I wouldn't say cutting taxes is, is a leadership thing because you're going to get an argument that policy when it comes to that is can go both ways you can raise taxes in certain areas and it'll benefit other citizens i don't want to get into the policy side of things but no, you do you did to. hit on a major major note though right leading is leading by example yes you can't tell everyone you can't have thanksgiving you can't have weddings you can't have birthday parties you you can't have your wineries open and then go in behind everyone's back and because you're a person of power you go to fancy dinners you leave your winery open and shut everyone else's down. How's that not a conflict of interest? Go to hair salons, do everything that you're- Yeah, Nancy Pelosi's going, going to hair salons, but then she's telling everybody to wear a mask and not go out to hair salons because who cares? You can, you can wait to have your hair done. She's walking around the hair salon with no mask on and she got a, because of who she was, she got special treatment. Yeah, it's incredibly contradictory. When I lead as an officer in the military, the, like leadership is something that I spent four years training to do and it's something that I constantly do every weekend that I go for drill, right? It, it's something that you can't, it's something that you have to earn within your troop, like within the people that you're leading. And if you go in expecting people to just listen to you, then you're right away going to lose. And for some reason, these politicians go in expecting that everyone has to listen to what they say and that they can never be wrong. And that when they get caught, they just act like they can just do whatever they want because they're in a position of leading the state or leading the country, which I think is, is flawed and is kind of upsetting. So then 
if you you pretty much said that the politicians aren't leaders. So then let's dive a little deeper. Who then would be a leader? So let's look at like social media, for example. You see these social media influencers. Do you deem those people leaders? Would you no. listen to God, them? No, I wouldn't listen to anybody on social media. I don't listen to any celebrities. I listen to people that, that lead by actions, not words. I don't, so, I really don't care about some celebrity, even if like, I love certain celebrities. I'm obviously a big Marvel fan. I think Robert Downey Jr. is fine, but there's a difference between me thinking he's a leader or just thinking he's a cool guy. And I think he's a cool guy, but it, if he told me what to do, I'd probably say, you know, fuck off. I'm trying to think of, um, okay. So let's say Bill King Jong-un is a great leader. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> let's, say, let's say like Bill Gates, for example. He's not necessarily a celebrity, but like he's not a politician. He's, he's a famous rich person, right? So the things he's done with like his foundation and the things he's been doing for COVID and stuff like that and what he did with Microsoft, would he be someone that, that you listen to? Because he's shown that he can lead. He's shown that he, he led Microsoft. He's leading the country like with helping in COVID and he's done stuff before that. With his foundation, like, do you think he's I don't a know. Would you listen I think, to him? I think you should. Do you listen I don't to think him? You should broadly, I don't think you should broadly can classify leadership as one person knowing everything around the world. Leadership comes no. down to specialty. Okay, so then when you go. If, was, if you're talking about computers, yeah, I'm going to listen to Bill Gates. If you're talking about how to become rich, I'm going to listen to Warren Buffett. But that kind of, okay, so this is interesting because. I, I see leadership as you see leadership as like specific and niche and very results oriented. Yeah. I see leadership as non-specific and non-niche with results kind of tied into it. So I don't know. Okay. So for example, I lead my, I lead a company. I go in, there's a mechanics, there's supply. I don't know jack shit about how mechanics operate, how they work. But at the end of the day, they have to fulfill their mission of completing all the tasks, fixing trucks, fixing whatever they have to do, generators, all this stuff. I have to understand that as a leader, I have to empower them to be able to do that. I don't know anything about it, and I'm not niche within mechanics or even in supply, but I have to know the general outline and that general mission and outcome that the people above me want. So well, here's that... I see what you're saying. You know what I'm um, saying? And I do agree. And that's what a CEO is supposed to do. They're supposed to exactly. motivate their team and find, and find the right people to do the job. And I think a good example of a leader, believe it or not, was Steve Jobs, more so than Bill Gates. The reason why okay. is because Steve Jobs was the visionary. He wasn't out there doing the coding. I'm not saying he didn't, he didn't know how, but he, Wozniak was the one that did the coding for the first computer in Apple. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. I mean, that's a better but than Bill. what makes a great leader? You surround yourself with, with good people in the right market. So let's say, let's go fast forward to like 2000, whatever, eight or whatever the iPod came out. You had Steve Jobs who had an idea. He himself couldn't execute it, but he surrounded himself with people that could. And those people were good enough to execute his vision based on the direction he gave them. He put together a coder. He put together a designer, he put together this, and he got them all to work together to create the iPod, and it changed the world. And that is a good leader. That's, in the military, that's called commander's intent. It's what the commander wants, say it's to raid a, raid a building. His intent is to raid the building and capture Osama bin Laden. 
your job then is to execute that and do the things and put the people around you and to grab the personnel that you need to be able to execute that mission. That's yeah. a very good point and something that <clears throat> in society, again, I keep bringing up society it kind of as a general broad thing, but it, we're really missing that. And it, I agree. And you talk about it like with, like with your boss and stuff. And I have a boss. I don't think she's a very good leader, but I listen to her because she's my boss, right? Mm-hmm. So then like, how's your boss? Is, do you listen to he, she? Uh, it's a he. He's my broker. And technically, I'm an independent contractor. So Okay, so you don't even have a boss. Well, I do. And it, I have an overseer, basically. You're free to so do whatever you want. When it comes to the nine to five situation, it's up to me on how to make my money. But at the end of the day, yeah. I answer to him on certain things. Now... I'm going to take this conversation a little different in the fact that you're saying politicians aren't leaders right now. And I would argue that the reason why is because people who are great leaders don't want to be in politics because they don't want to play the game. They don't want to sacrifice their vision in order to get votes and to do these things. See, you say that, but the military, I I don't want to keep bringing up the military, but it's one thing that I've done a lot of. And it's something that I think when you think of leadership, you think of the military. It's very structured, organized, right? There's a chain of command. Exactly. The, you talked about the politicians and the politics of it in the military, on the officer side, at least if I like, once I hit captain, there's so many politics that go into whether or not I make major or whether I make Lieutenant Colonel. There's so many games that you have to play to be able to get positions that you want and not necessarily like the chain of like, okay, I hit this position. I rank that like out of these amount of people, I get that next position. I have to finesse and network and play politics with those people. So you're saying like people that are good leaders don't want to get into politics, but the people that are good leaders are in politics just within a good leadership oriented organization, right? So then, I mean, I, so then what's missing? Like, so then what's missing within, within the government? So if these people I think are, corruption pol- plays a lot in the fact that the reason why politicians on both sides are not great is because they're corrupted. It's all about the power. It's all about power. That's not what a leadership wants. Like here's another great example of a modern day leader. I think about it sometimes. A lot of people think he's a kook, but I think Elon Musk is an example of a great leader when it comes to space because this was something that he had a vision for, but didn't have the knowledge to understand. And I don't want anyone jumping down my throat being like, Elon Musk, I'm sure he understands way more than anybody else. But to do what he did to create SpaceX and all the parts, he had to put together a, a, a very sophisticated team that knew things that he didn't. And he was able to structure it in a way that he changed the world. And he also is changing the world with Tesla and the fact that he had a vision of an electric car company that was successful and he executed it. He, didn't have, he may have had to play a little bit of politics, but if you go back to his origin, he created, I think it was PayPal. Did he sold it? Sold it. It was PayPal or it was one of them, um, like Squarespace or something. I'd have to look it up again. Anyway, so he sold it for a hundred and something million dollars, took that equity and then turned it into Tesla. And then now he took Tesla's equity and turned it into SpaceX. So you, he saw a vision and executed it whichever way he wanted to. And I don't think politicians do that because they get too caught up in the possibility of losing their power. Elon Musk didn't care about being rich or being, or being broke. He didn't care about, he wanted to execute his vision and he didn't care how he got there. Politicians 
historically never execute their vision because they're too afraid of their approval rating. They're too afraid of losing votes. And all they care about is the next turn. That, so, that's not good leadership because it, it, it voids you of the ability to execute your plan. And see things clearly. It voids you of the ability to see what needs to be done to be able to possibly execute that plan. Here's a great it, example. So when they had the, the riots or protests, whatever you want to call them, earlier this year, the Democratic Party had a hard time condemning that because they were worried that they would lose votes. And I 100% agree that none of them agreed with it, but they saw it as we might lose those voters if we say anything about it. So let's just try to keep kind of diverting the subject. And that's not something that you want. Yeah, imagine if they all came together as one, as leaderships of every state or wherever the rights were and said, no, this isn't acceptable and worked as a team to squash it. I agree. It would have changed a lot. Portland wouldn't have been on fire for three fucking months. <laughs> but it, so <clears throat> the kind of final thought I have on it is we were texting before this and kind of like about the, the topic of this. And I mentioned LeBron James. So let's look at it from a team, team aspect. Do you think LeBron James is a good leader or do you think he was put in a position to lead and that has made him a good leader? Do you think he was a natural, naturally good leader? Because from day one, it's been, LeBron this, LeBron that. Are you talking about LeBron on the court or are you talking about LeBron off the court? So let's talk, about, let's talk about on the court and then move to off the court. As a floor general, I think, I think LeBron executes his plan and vision and then he kind of calls you out or calls himself out if the, floor, or if the plan wasn't executed. But I also think Jordan was, was a great leader in that in that he, he saw what his team needed and he executed it himself. Now, he took it upon himself. You can argue that... We can argue all day if you want to say that LeBron was a better team player than Jordan, Kobe, or whatever. The difference is, I think, you always hear that, like, oh, LeBron passes the ball a lot in the final moments. Now, you can look at it from two ways. He's either a good leader because he's, he's basically giving somebody else the opportunity because he sees it as a better path to victory. Has trust. Or he doesn't trust himself and doesn't want to take the shot. Jordan would never pass the ball. It's not happening. You live and die. And it's kind of the, the captain goes down with the ship, right? So it's Jordan said, I'm either going to drown in the ship or, I'm gonna, or we're going to win. Same thing with Kobe. That was the same situation with him. And people um, always say Kobe was a bad teammate. So that's he the, was a bad leader. So like he was put in a position he just to didn't... lead the Lakers. And he did, but nobody liked him. So does that make him a good leader? Yeah, but that's back to my first point is, is with Trump is that. I don't care. It's the results that matter. And Kobe didn't allow, he said he didn't allow mediocrity. You couldn't be mediocre on his team. Well, you couldn't be he, fat either. He yelled he at He provided, he provided, he, he just made it, he, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. He demanded people be excellent. Yeah. And he wanted them to put in as much time as he did. And they weren't going to, but I will say Kobe probably worked harder than anybody in the NBA. If you hear the stories of, him waking up at 3 a.m., being in the gym like six hours before anybody else, and then being after the gym after. Like he, he divulged every amount of time he had in the 20 years of his career. Well, he led by example. So that's yeah. a different kind of leadership. So yeah. He, I, would I also agree. think I LeBron, LeBron falls short. If you want to look on the court for playmaking, I think LeBron's a good leader. But off the court, I think he does things that are not smart. So final point on this. We talked about everything, 
how from the top down within society, we don't really believe, we don't really have anyone who, who is a leader. We talked about it on the private side of it. So then we always seem to turn, seems like majority of the population in the U.S. turns to sports athletes or athletes to become the leaders of like what is going on. Voting, for example, yet all these athletes become leaders and point of contacts and kind of like the, the, the faces of different things that were going on with the NFL and the NBA. Even the MLB, I'm sure, had some stuff. Does that, do you, what are the flaws in that? I, I guess I'll start off with. Okay, so um, what you just said, I'm going to break down to what I was saying earlier, is leadership falls within a niche, niche position. And I think that good leaders don't overextend their knowledge to things that they don't know what they're talking about. For instance, when, you, when I have LeBron James telling me who to vote for, what does he know about politics? He, no true. offense, but he probably doesn't even know how the government works, nor should he because his expertise fall around b- basketball and building a brand and doing stuff like that. So why do people I, I would listen never, to him? I would never fall, let me, let me finish this. Okay. I would never fall into the subject of saying like the shut up and dribble thing. I think that was inappropriate. I do think that it's, there's something to be said with you can run your life how you see it fit, but do not overstep and tell people how they should, how they should vote because you don't live in their world. It'd be like me being in the NBA telling LeBron James how to play basketball. He'd be like, no, I have four championships. You, you are a freaking short white kid. So it's not going to happen. Sure. But, expert, but that same thing falls back to what Trump was doing is he was overextending his expertise. And that's when you fall short as a leader. So in the same breath, and the question I have for you then is why did people and do people listen to LeBron? Why do they follow LeBron in everything he does? Or any athlete for that matter, or like any social media influencer. Why do people follow these people that are overextending or aren't being leaders in like the, the profession that they, that they have? Because I think they feel pressure to based on their brand. I think people, I think society asks them to lead when they shouldn't. Your influence shouldn't. I also think that people ask them to lead because they say you have this major platform and you're not talking about certain things. And I think that's, there's something to be said to that, but I also think it's an issue when you start kind of cutting off half your audience, right? I always talked about this in a previous episode. If I were a professional athlete or a famous actor, I wouldn't pick sides, if that makes sense. Because you cut off half your audience. It makes no sense. If I was up there, if I was LeBron James and they asked me a political question, I'd be like, I have my own, my own views of the world, but it's, it's not me to tell you how to live your life. But I keep coming, it's the same kind of like, keep coming back to it of like, people don't see it that way. And they see it as there's LeBron, he's a leader on the court. He does X, Y, Z for the community. He does whatever. He says this, I have to listen to it. This social media influencer says this, I have to listen to them. But then when it comes to people that we're supposed to, that we elect and that we put into positions of power, to lead our country, we don't listen to them. It's interesting as a society that social media influencers and athletes have more say in leadership than do the people that we elect to put into leadership. Well, that's not very productive. I think that's, I think that's the problem. And I think that's why we're in the situation we're in. Yeah. So I, it's an interesting kind of loop around. It can go in a million different circles. Um, but I think it just, at the end of the day, like as a country, I wish we had kind of the resolute of we need a good leader and it shouldn't matter like 
who it is, as long as they're a good leader. And as a society, we need to focus more on like, just not listening to whoever's popular, but li- listening to the ideas and follow them, not just because they are who they are, but because they're actually a good leader for the community, for the country, for the state, whatever it is. But that's it. Um, unless you got any last, last words, Ryan? No, I think that's it. Sounds good. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Guys.